Good morning. It's Tuesday, December 21st. I'm Duarte Geraldino. And I'm Shamita Basu. This is Apple News Today. Each morning, hear about some of the most fascinating stories in the news and how the world's best journalists are covering them. Omicron is now the dominant strain of coronavirus in America. The CDC says it accounts for about three quarters of new cases. That's only a few weeks after this highly transmissible variant was first reported. CNN reports on the first confirmed Omicron-related death in America. This was in Texas, an unvaccinated man in his 50s. CDC data shows unvaccinated people have a 20 times greater risk of dying from COVID than those who have their shots. U.S. doctors worry that as infections go up and healthcare workers get sick, understaffed hospitals will struggle with a surge in new patients. The World Health Organization says... Omicron cases are doubling as fast as every day and a half. The WHO is also urging people to reconsider holiday plans. The organization's warning is stark, quote, an event canceled is better than a life canceled. Major sports leagues have canceled or postponed games as infections take players off the field. In North America, the NHL went furthest. It's suspending all games, practices and travel until after Christmas. And already a number of major schools, including Stanford and Harvard, are shifting to online classes for the next month. A White House staffer who was with the president on Air Force One tested positive for COVID. The White House says Biden tested negative. Today, the president will talk about the pandemic in a national speech. Details reportedly include a plan to distribute a half billion free home test kits and deploy federal medical personnel to hospitals. CNN's reporting his speech is expected to balance caution with reassurance. It'll reinforce the need for vaccinations and boosters, but it'll also argue, compared to a year ago, America is better equipped to handle a winter COVID surge. When Cassandra Jones graduated in 2019 with a master's in public health from NYU, she couldn't find a job for several months. She was staring down six figures in student debt. And to make ends meet, she sold her eggs. The challenge here is there is continued demand for the NYU education, even though so many graduates like Cassandra leave with a ton of debt and jobs that won't really be able to cover those debt payments. That's Melissa Korn. She's a higher education reporter for The Wall Street Journal. She told us... Heavy debt loads are a problem at many schools, but a data analysis found NYU is the worst or among the worst when it comes to students and families struggling with debt. The school's degrees are very expensive by any measure, but especially when you compare it to the salaries those jobs lead to, alums are just not earning enough to cover their student debt payments. A big part of this is federal plus loans. The Journal has reported on how expensive schools around the country get a lot of money from this federal program, and millions of families are ending up with balances they can't afford. The PLUS loans can cover tuition, room and board, living expenses, computer, book, all of your expenses related to being in school. And for some of these master's programs, that's well into the six figures. NYU says the numbers don't reflect changes the university made since 2016, including an increase in its aid budget. But at NYU and other expensive schools, Corn does not see the debt problem going away anytime soon. 
We were looking at schools with multi-billion dollar endowments, yet they were steering students to take out federal loans so that they could pay for these very pricey programs. A lot of the schools we've written about have increased enrollment, increased tuition of various degree programs, and a lot of that is really being fueled by PLUS loans, and the schools don't have any repercussions. The White House's economic agenda, you know, build back better, it's on thin ice. But the Washington Post is reporting when it comes to shaping the federal judiciary, the Biden administration is making major gains. The facts are clear. New judges are being confirmed at a rapid pace, on track to match the record set by the Reagan administration. And this is important because the federal judiciary is often a feeder to the Supreme Court. The Post looks at how Biden's picks are making the federal bench more diverse. Trump's nominees were overwhelmingly white and male. Biden's are about 75 percent women and more than two thirds people of color. I believe we need judges who understand the experience of the people where they come from. That's why I'm proud I appointed black, more black women to the federal bench and the circuit courts and, and more former public defenders to the bench than any administration in American history. Biden is a former senator. You know that. But what you may not realize is that he's relied on allies there to get his nominees confirmed. As The Post explains, Majority Leader Chuck Schumer has basically built a conveyor belt to speed things along, pushing to get things done. But this fast start may not last. None of Biden's confirmed judges come from a state with two Republican senators. Longstanding customs give senators a lot of power to effectively veto nominations in their home states. If Biden wants to establish a Reagan-like legacy, Republicans could stand in his way. We have been playing fast and loose with the name millipede. The word literally means a thousand feet. But in reality, most of the creatures that we've been calling millipedes fall short of that. They only have hundreds of creepy little legs. But now, National Geographic reports on how scientists have found a bug deep underground that really lives up to its name. And then some. At 1,306 legs, it has the most legs of any creature on Earth, living or dead. If that creeps you out, don't expect to run into one. You know, the researchers in Australia, they set traps nearly 200 feet underground to catch this thing. And they used rotting plants to bait the traps. Dead plants are like candy to millipedes. Once the bugs were in the trap, researchers hauled them up and did some very precise counting. Now you might be wondering, so what is the point of having more than a thousand legs? Now, the researchers think that millipedes use all these legs to walk on eight different planes at the same time. It's all about where they live. You know, deep underground, they need to get around rocks and pebbles and dirt. More legs could mean more mobility. And you got to see a picture of this bug. To some, it is absolutely beautiful with all those little legs lining its long body. And to others, well, when I showed my little girl, she was like, ew! Either way, you can see it and read all these stories and more in the Apple News app. <laughs> and while you're in the app, keep listening to hear narrated articles from our News Plus partners. We'll talk with you again tomorrow. Tomorrow. 